Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's time for another episode of The Soul of the South Side. Coming to you live from the South Side and for the South Side. Low key, bro, when, uh, when they announced Luis Robert fucking Torres fucking hip flexor, that took a lot of the air out of my balloon personally because I play center field, right? And I watch Luis Robert very closely when he's going to receive a baseball in the outfield. I look at his route. I look at, you know, how still his head stays. He's a great outfielder. Like, people only see him hitting these fucking line drives, running like a cheetah. But God, is he so fucking good in center field. I'm not talking about just balls over his shoulder. He's running gracefully. You know, no, how could I say, wasted energy. The man can go out and play fucking fetch. I, I got a term in outfield when we're catching balls, I call it playing fetch because sometimes you got to sniff the baseball out. You're not going to take a perfect route to a baseball all the time. Somehow, some way, Luis Robert takes a fucking perfect route to the baseball every time. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. But I'm going to miss that element of White Sox baseball. Now, let's get to the bigger fucking issue on the table. Because there is some more simps on White Sox Twitter trying to tell me that we could replace Luis Robert just because he got one fucking home run on the season. Are you not watching the games, people? You're watching a, a, a cub. He's a cub in the jungle. Still in his infancy. And he's out there hunting like a grown-ass pantera. The sliders away, he was dumping them into right center. Fastballs they tried to straighten him out on, he was blasting them bitches down the line. You could say Luis Robert only got one home run, but how many fucking balls has he hit on the nose, on the screws, on the button, you know? You got to be fucking kidding me. It's not going to, you don't replace Luis Robert, all right? That's not going to happen. You're not going to get the center field production. You're not going to get the the ceiling because when you're talking about a young player like that who's still growing into who he is, you can't. Have that conversation without the word ceiling. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get Luis Robert ceiling in center field unless you go out and give me Ronald Acuna. That's it. That's the only player I want outside of Luis Robert is Ronald Acuna. I don't even want Mike Trout instead of, you know, Luis Robert. And y'all can look at me funny all you want. I don't give a fuck. Luis Robert is a better center fielder than Mike Trout. Period. And I've seen Mike Trout steal some home runs. Steal more home runs than Luis Robert. But if I was a left or right fielder, I'd be more comfortable playing next to Pantera than it is Trout. Period. So, I don't know what the fuck, how we're going to replace him. Willie Mays ain't walking through the door. Happy belated birthday, Willie. Another player, you know, better than Mike Trout. He's not going through, coming through that door. I don't know what the fuck Andrew Jones is doing or Ken Griffey Jr. is doing. Those are the only players that's going to replace Luis Robert. There's no fucking way. All right, so we could talk about Eloy being stupid and ripping his peck out in spring training. That's a huge loss because that would have been 40 home runs, 100 RBI. We do not be only three games over 500 with Eloy in the lineup. I can tell you that right now. I, I could put money on that. 
Trust me. But replacing Luis Robert, no, no contest. No contest. There's no way. Uh, you got to understand where the White Sox are. I'm going to talk about this later on in the show. We're a fucking National League team. We need athletes. We don't need specialists. We need baseball players. All right. Luis Robert fits that mold. Motherfuckers was on the on the Twitter app the other day telling me that I can't call the laser show, a.k.a. Nick Madrigal, the laser show and comparing them to Dustin Pedroia when they're the same player. Where the fuck do you think he gets the name from? All right. He's a contact specialist, but more underneath that fucking jersey is a killer and a baseball player. That's what Panthera is. He could change the game off of his skill set alone. And you don't, you could look at Luis Robert on the box score and not be impressed. You got to look at the human being and watch how he puts away fly balls. I will rewatch a game just to see F8. See how he caught a ball. He makes the game look beautiful. Unique. He's so smooth for a player that's so explosive. You don't replace that. All right. We're a National League team. We need athletes. Five-star athletes. Because Tony La Russa is going to put, the lineup is going to put together itself. When you put Nick Madrigal Behind Tim Anderson in Cincinnati, that lets me know right now I want all of their pitchers to feel a fire second time around in the lineup. I want them to feel pressure just in case my pitcher gets on. Now you got to face Timmy and Nick Madrigal. How the fuck are you going to miss a bat like that? When you need, when you need a strikeout or an easy out, how are you going to get that out of Tim Anderson and Nick Madrigal? Those are the type of lineups Tony puts together. That's not of the American League variety. We are not the Houston Astros. We are not the Minnesota Twins. We are not the the Yankees or the Red Sox. We cannot depend on eight motherfuckers hitting 20 home runs. Those days are gone. You need athletes. I need guys that can run, and I need guys to make contact. And before Pantera got hurt, he was doing both. Hitting between 6-7 and number 2 in the lineup. I'm pretty sure... If uh, Tim Anderson needed a, a breather, he probably could have had leadoff. You know, S- players like Luis Robert helps you stay flexible. It helps you manufacture runs. All right, I'm a, I'm a fast guy, and I've scored from second on a in, on a on a double play before, getting a good lead and being aggressive, making a turnaround three. I've scored on double plays before. You don't think in this type of White Sox offense that skill set ain't valuable? Why do you think Billy Hamilton and Louis Leary Garcia are in the lineup? Because speed can be the difference between a run and not scoring a run. And you see what type of uh, fan base we have when the team fails to score runs. Stop looking at all these advanced metrics for different players. Stop fucking reading all these box scores and all of this other bullshit. Because I know Nick Madrigal is going to hit 40, uh, hit 400 
in a, in a stretch, I'm not going to say for the whole year, probably for the whole year, 330. But there are going to be weeks where he's going to give me a 400 to 450 average without hitting the ball over 100 miles per hour. Why do I got to look at exit velocity for a guy like Nick Madrigal? Hell, I like uh, Babbitt. You know, Babbitt balls put in play. I like that stat for Madrigal because I know for a fact he's going to put the ball in play and he has the speed to beat out infield singles. Those are the type of players we need in this Tony La Russa system. So don't fucking sit here and tell me that guys like Luis Robert is easily replaceable. They're not. And I know that uh, people are going to fucking crucify me for this. Yasmani Grandal right now is the worst hitter on the team by far. He's getting on base 90% because of walks. He's hitting under a buck 50 and still getting on base three, three times a game. That, that's, that's the formula. We're playing fucking money ball right underneath your noses. And we all watch this fucking movie. We know how this shit goes. I don't think the, the Sox are going to fold in the LCS. I think if we get that far, we're going to be throwing some fucking parade. But it's okay where we are right now. With the loss of Pantera. With the loss of Eloy. You know, I don't know when the fuck Adam Engel's coming back. He bought a new truck. That's all I know. Um, we're a National League team. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna overcome a lot of our technical problems with athleticism, speed, and catching the fucking ball. Ask yourself, does Luis Robert do all three of those? Okay, gang, I'm about to get on this fucking show, the Soul of the South Side, and do something that I know y'all gonna hate me for. But there's a lot of you that hate me anyway. I'm going to defend Tony La Russa for a second because we got to stop throwing the fucking lion's share of the blame on his desk every night. When we know what type of team we have, we know what type of fucking front office owner, uh, we know who Rick Hahn is. You know, the White Sox are the, the, the cousin community of baseball. We always hire the people that got a pass with us. We got some baggage, you know, we got some history. So, I mean, I'm not finna blame Tony La Russa for the 40 man that we have right now. Hell, I don't even want to blame Rick Hahn because I still like the team as is. We're so used to the White Sox being an American League team. I know my uncle Ken Woe wants us to hit that magic number of 20, uh, 200 home runs. In order for us to have a good year, most of the time those two go hand in hand. White Sox, putting it on the board, that's always a yes for me. But 2021 is a little bit different. And it started last year with the void and designated hitter. I knew we wasn't going to go out and get a premium bat, excuse me. But we already had the power for an American League team. Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Yoan Moncada, half of Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, Yasmani Grandal, you know, Drew, who's who ain't hit on run yet. 
He's going to leave the ballpark. Trust me. And it's going to come in bunches because his line drives come in bunches. We don't have the fabric of that team no more. With Luis Robert and Eloy being out on top of some of our depth missing with uh, Adam Engel on the shelf, we have to manufacture every fucking run we can, people. And if that means expecting Billy Hamilton to steal from second to third or first to second or Leary getting put in motion to stay out of a double play or if I got to sacrifice Bunt to move somebody over to scratch across one fucking run, that's what we got to do. Okay, a lot of you guys been capping, fucking capping on Twitter right now, saying they wish they had Ricky Renteria back. For what? I watched my manager fold because Dane Dunn gave up two fucking hit singles in the first inning of a playoff game. That manager folded. So you're going to put Ricky Anxiety Renteria back in the captain's chair. With a team that's abysmal with runners in scoring position. We got a clusterfuck of a bullpen right now. Even though the the names and the, the production is there. I mean, outside of a couple solo jobs, I'm not fucking worried about my bullpen. That's still the favorite part of my team right now. We still don't have a hierarchy there, though. And then all of a sudden, you're going to give Ricky his boy Giolito back, who's been pitching like a number five out of my number one spot. Let's just not sugarcoat that shit. So you want to put that back all in in Ricky's, uh, you know, how can I say, right on his desk. And what are you going to have? We will be better off with Tony La Russa. We'll be worse off with Ricky Renteria with these circumstances right now. And I know your patience with Tony is a little bit thin. And I know you got these fucking bloggers trying to create a riff in the clubhouse saying people are getting sick of Tony. If motherfuckers were sick of Tony, they wouldn't have hired him in the first place. Because it ain't like he's changed. He's gotten older. He got a little bit more lenient, probably. You know, you got him fucking coming to this podium and apologizing every other fucking night because you're twisting his arms trying to make him press buttons when we don't have the fucking toolbox to do all of that. Outside of Yerman Mercedes, what type of power are we pulling off the bench? I want Zach Collins to be that guy where he could, in a lefty-righty situation, let's go, Zach, give me a tank, but we're not there yet. I can't just pull a pinch hitter off my, off my bench. I don't have fucking Matt Stairs on this team. I don't have a Russell Brannion on this team. You know, we are, I'm going to say this one more fucking time for the retards. We are a National League team. You understand? There's no more power late in Chicago White Sox. That's going to be gone for the next three to four months. Unless we go out and get a Joey G, a Joey Gallo, another player that should be on our big board as an organization in a contract year 28 years old five tools i don't give a fuck if it's a walk home run or strikeout you're looking at it on an adam dunn playing field joey gallo brings the same shit to the table as adam dunn walk strikeout home run but let's take a look at who joey gallo is the player Gold glove outfielder, run like a fucking horse, has an arm 
knows how to track a ball from the warning track to the wall, okay? He, he will not clog the bases. Y'all will be okay with Yasmani Grandal taking a fucking three-walk game. Why the fuck can't Joey Gallo do that? Especially if I know he could probably steal me a base or two. If I got to put shit in motion, he's a big left-handed stick. You know what that means? That means a shift. So if you got anybody on base in front of him, that creates havoc. That creates lanes and avenues for some of his line drives and his ground balls to squeak through. The worst case you can have is a guy like Joey Gallo going first to third in a situation, whether it's at the plate or it's on the base paths, because that's the type of shit that creates runs. And with Tony La Russa is doing with all these fucking lineups, whether it's him or the Han father himself creating these lineups, that's what we need. We need run production, runs created. If you look at if you look at the White Sox right now, check this out, right? We are three fucking games over 500 at 16 and 13. Our run differential is 36. You know what that means? That means my pitcher's not giving up a lot. And when I need my team to manufacture outside of fucking the second game of Cincinnati, we're going to put some shit together to score runs. We ain't been hitting the fucking ball out the ballpark. So I'm like, like, that's how we're getting our runs. We've been getting them over and getting them in more than any other team in the major leagues right now outside of the third place Los Angeles Dodgers who just got fucking swept by the scrubs. All right. Stop fucking panicking. You better get off my manager's back because as a Tony LaRussa, uh, Tony LaRussa apologist, sympathizer, you can call me whatever you want, but I'm a heat seeking missile when it comes to this shit. My uncle Herb don't believe the manager has a, a, a real big impact on wins and losses. Uh, let's go to the American League West, Uncle Herb, because if you look at Oakland in first place, a game and a half lead. They're 19 and 14. Their run differential is 13. Knowing what I know now, they went on an 11-game winning streak, winning any type of fucking games they could. Bob Melvin is one of the best managers in the game. That's why you could still be in first place, being down 13 runs on the season. The manager has a huge impact, but he can only manage to the, to the, the nature of his ball club. I don't want... Tony La Russa managing a power-laden offense. I don't want Tony La Russa doing that because that's not his cup of tea. His cup of tea is putting together a lineup with speed, athleticism, and versatility. Thank God some of the best players on the White Sox uh, team bring all of that to the table. Let's just take Tim Anderson, for example. Me, personally... I want Tim Anderson to have a 30 home run season just to say he did it. If Tim Anderson would have hit 30 home runs with this roster right now out of the leadoff spot, we would probably not make the playoffs. If you look at what uh, just last week, Tim Anderson had the, the probably the worst stretch of baseball he'll have this year. He was changing his approach. If you look at Tim Anderson's stroke right now, right field and right center is his calling card. But that means you have to be a little bit more patient and let the ball get deeper. That's why he was late on fastballs away. That's why teams was tying him up inside a little bit. And he wasn't quite getting to that pitch. He was just fouling it off. And when you get 0-1 and 0-2, they'll just try to 
zoom the fastball past you because they see your approach. Your stroke is going the other way. Tim Anderson is transforming himself to fit this White Sox lineup. Still keeping his charisma. Still keeping his electricity. But if you look at Tim Anderson's swing, look at Jose Abreu's swing. The, the White Sox lead the world in ground ball rate. That's not by accident. That's an approach thing. Everybody's going to walk at a, a substantial clip. That's not by accident. That's, a, that's an approach thing. We can't go about looking at this team as an American League team. We're not that no more. Damn near, we're Tampa Bay Rays uh, north. Without the, the, the fucking science lab where they be creating all of these pictures and Randy or Rose Arena. We don't have that fucking lab on 35th and Shields. What we have is a tool shed full of soldiers. Full of bodies that would do whatever they can on a baseball field to be successful. All right. It's not going to be the pretty fucking light show with Yoan Moncada trotting around these fucking bases with chains and the fucking rake getting light up like the star on a Christmas tree. It's not going to be that every night, people. What's going to happen is we're going to have a lot of games like Cincinnati where Diamond Dallas is keeping this bitch on cruise control like it's a family trip on the highway. And then all of a sudden, 8, 9, 10, we're going to have to fucking chop our cleats to try to scratch across one run. It's going to be a lot of that type of baseball for us. Nobody's going to run away in this American League. Last night, Mac and uh, King Wo, uh, uh, Ken Wo was talking about, you know, the Yankees coming back from having a shitty start of the season to where they're at now. And I'm like, time the fuck out. Because I said this in February. I told them the Yankees are going to have a better roster. But the Red Sox are going to be more poised for success because they're playing a National League brand of baseball, too. They just have hitters that could slug in percentage. That's the Red Sox calling card. Anytime the Red Sox are going to be successful, me as a fan, I look at slug in percentage and OPS. Because Poppy, Manny Ramirez, they're gone. There is not going to be another 50 home run hitter in a Red Sox uniform for the foreseeable future. I'm going to just say that right now. That's another team that's not going to slug. What they got to do, they've been getting them over and getting them in. The Red Sox have been putting up big fucking innings on people. Big fucking innings. You know, six runs here, seven runs here. That's all they need. That's all the White Sox offense is missing. But it's going to be hard when you don't have a J.D. Martinez. You know, you don't have a Xander Bogarts. You don't have those those guys that could just run into one, get hot for a week. We have Jose Abreu, but as an older player, in the beginning of the season, he starts off slow, just like Rondal. I told him, don't even swing a fucking bat. And he's still getting on base three times. You know, it's all about preference to your lineup. What type of team do you have? I don't know why people don't get that. We have a fucking power outage at the rate. No home runs. And I got people on this fucking app telling me they won't trade Garrett Crochet for Joey Gallo straight up. Texas don't have a pitcher with the ceiling of Garrett Crochet on the fucking team outside of Dane Dunning. 
And if you want me to compare Dane Dunning to Garrett Crochet stuff-wise, this is a very short conversation. Very. A lot of people were saying Texas don't take the deal. You got me fucked up, bro. You got me fucked up. Texas want to dump Joey Gallo's contract. You're not going to win with him. You know you're not going to extend him. You want club-controlled players with a ceiling. Not the highest ceiling. Not the highest floor. You want a, you want a player that you can cement your core around if you're trading a guy like Joey Gallo. And what they're doing with Garrett Crochet, they're molding him into a starting pitcher. His velocity didn't dip because he was hurting. His velocity dipped because the organization and the player made a decision to stretch him out. You think Chris Sale, when he first started uh, being a starter, that 98, 97, that shit was taxing, especially with his arm angle dropping down from the side. He had to figure out how to work with 94 to 95. Reach back, give me 98 if you got to. You got me fucked up if you think Texas ain't taking the trade for Joey Gallo. You animals. Hey, it's your boy, Leases Christ, guys. And it's just a reminder, if you liked any of the content you heard today, make sure you follow me and my boys at The Bad Guy Radio on Twitter. That would be at The Bad Guy Radio. Uh, a couple of my homies, King Mac, Ken Woe, Aussie Sox, Iowa Sox. We've got a couple of shows lined up. Great lineup of shows. So once again, if you like what you heard and you like the content, follow me, Leases Christ, on Twitter at green-eyed underscore soup and you can follow the whole roster of boys at the bad guy radio thanks again